Welcome to the Decades of Strength podcast. We are Kim, Marcy, and Katie. We are three women on one mission. We are obsessed with empowering women to gain confidence, build strength, and ditch feelings of unworthiness. So grab your chair, come sit at our table, and let's talk. Hello, and welcome back to the Decades of Strength podcast. I'm Kim Schlag. I'm hosting today along with Marcy Nevin and Katie Crocus. Hi, ladies. Hey, Kim. Good morning. Hey, Hi. What's going on in everybody's worlds today? So I have children home. It is officially school break, oh, uh, summer break. Yeah. How about that? So it's, it's fun because it's still fresh. Like I, you know, I posted something today, like summer slower mornings. Yay. And I, and it's funny, I have to laugh at myself because one month from now, I'm not going to be nearly as chipper about Sunday mornings with, or, or Tuesday mornings uh, with my kids. I know. Uh, just, I know. It's, it's so funny to see, like, how, it's sort of like the beginning of the school year, like when I'm like handcrafting artisan food for my kids' lunches. And then by the end, it's like, okay, here's a Pop-Tart. And I, right. I feel like summer rolls that way too. So we're like super, you know, bright out and bushy tailed so far. And it just You're in the honeymoon like, phase of summer. The honeymoon phase. Yeah. 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 We're not quite there yet. My daughter still has a few more days of final exams and then she's on summer break as well. So So how about you, Marcy? What's new with you? Not a whole lot. I'm trying to think of something exciting to say, but I don't think that there's anything. I'm just (laughs) living the dream over here. You know, I'm honestly not looking forward to summer. I do not like the heat. So, so far it hasn't been too bad. It was even a little bit rainy over the weekend, which I kind of enjoyed. So yeah, summer is not my time. I've got to be honest. (laughs) Uh, I mean, I have a trip looking forward to in August, but Aside from that, I'm just hanging out. Yeah. Doing the same old stuff. I'm with you, Marcy. I tap out on like watermelon and picnics and like all the summer things that people love. Like at the end of July, I'd be happy to skip right to September. That's, and people are like, and and that's crazy in Wisconsin. Everybody like just needs summer to last as long as possible, but I'm, I'm with you. I can go right into the next season well, so much I mean, earlier than it comes. Yeah. Like that, that's your time because when yeah. you're in a place where it's cold and it snows most of the year, uh, you know, any time that you get sun and warmth, I can see why you would want it to last as long as possible. But I think in Northern California, you know, it's, it can be 75 degrees on Christmas. So, so yeah, you yeah, just have good stuff other times of the year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But well, I don't have exciting summer plans, but I was finally just looking. We're going on an Alaskan cruise in September. And I Ooh. just pulled up all of my possible excursions uh, yesterday. And I'm super excited about all of the possibly exciting things I can do, like going hiking to glaciers and sea kayaking around glaciers. Some really exciting stuff I hope to get to do uh, come September. First week of September, I'm heading there. Oh. Kim, remind me, was that the trip that you were supposed to go on for your 50th birthday? Yes. Yes, it was. Yeah. Okay. Okay. We'll we'll use it to celebrate my husband's 50th birthday, I guess, because yeah, he just turned 50 yesterday. So yeah, we're, we're doing that in the, I guess it's still summer, first week of September. So you're so, not at all nervous to go on a cruise, Kim. I, I feel like cruises are one of those things that for me, I was like, oh, maybe not for me anymore. because of COVID. You mean? <laughs> yeah. Just after everything that went down, didn't bug. Yeah, didn't no, me. I'm not. I'm honest to goodness. I'm not, I'm just not worried. I just feel yeah. like 
they're going to, they're going to be on the, like everybody, you have to be vaccinated to go. So like, I don't see any like crazy outbreaks happening. We're going to be a whole bunch of vaccinated people. Right. Um, so no, to answer your question, I'm not worried. I would have been like a year ago. I think I would have, or before we were all vaccinated, I would have been nervous, you know, in such a contained environment, but no, I'm not, I'm not nervous anymore. I love going on cruises. I'm super excited about it. Awesome. So that's what's going on here. We have a different type of topic today. It came up last week. Cause I don't remember whether we were live when Katie mentioned a certain program or not. Maybe it was before. Anyway, she mentioned a certain program and I was like, we should talk about that. We should talk about diets we hate. <laughs> and I just want to give a little caveat. Cause I know people might be like, why are you like being haters? Why are you can talk about negative stuff? Just talk about your own positive stuff. Talk about what you teach. And that is what we do. Like 99% of the time, all three of us are typically just about like what we believe in and what we think can help you. We're not usually walking around looking to tear other things down. Um, but I do think because these programs are so heavily marketed and a lot of times in slimy kind of ways uh, that I think it's important to talk about like what is out there, what are people seeing and you know, what are our thoughts on it? Mm -hmm. And then obviously leave you all to choose what you want to do. So that's where we're coming from today. I promise we're not sitting around being a bunch of negative Nellies. So Katie was telling us an interesting story um, about what she saw just this morning. Katie, share with us what you saw watching TV this morning. Yeah, so Kim, to your point, I had to seek out a little bit. We decided we were going to talk about this. I had one protocol in my mind that I've just that doesn't sit well with me, and I've, I've written about it before. But when we were talking about in general, what what do we not love? I had to kind of take a look and see, like, what, what are what's even being talked about? Because I feel so insulated in like my happy little Instagram capsule talking to women like you, ladies, that really sort of get it, right? So I wanted to know, like, what else is going on? And a story on the Today Show this morning while I was in the gym caught my eye, and the like the the byline below was um, weight loss pill for people who can't lose weight. And which, of course, is like such so clickbaity. Uh, and so I, I listened to as much as I could. And at the and of course, it was, you know, you had trouble losing weight, like, you know, nothing else worked. This pill works. And then the last sentence of the segment was diet and exercise are still necessary for weight loss. And it's like they wasted, you know, however many minutes with all the other crap. And I wanted to know because I didn't get the front of it. So I went on the todayshow.com to check and see like, all right, what was that program they were talking about? I want to know what this pill is. I didn't see what that was, but what did pop up was um, all within four articles in four consecutive days on the Today Show website, um, long-term strategies for keto, insulin management for weight loss, um, this pill, and then Al Roker's low-carb, like not keto, but low carb diet that's helped him lose 35 pounds recently. And what was buried and what I actually watched was a little, this was actually a sponsored ad from Propel where Mindy Kaling, I don't know if you know who that actress is. She's, oh yeah. She's oh, yeah, great. yeah. From the office. Exactly. She did um, a little, again, Propel sponsored three minute synopsis on what's been working for her. And it's been moderation. Like she's mm. like, no, Mindy. yeah. And yeah. I was shocked. I was shocked. And of course, again, that was like the paid sponsored piece in all of it. And I watched that and I was just blown away by all of this, this fire hose of quick fixes and do this. And one way that is just preying on so many vulnerable people when, um, you know, 
something as simple then, then like the, the idea of moderation and not doing all or nothing was just like completely buried. So that, yeah. that was my experience today when, when I just wanted to see like, what are people actually talking about? And Katie, I feel like that that's like been my whole life because this, and I know we've all had different experiences, which is why this is such a cool kind of format for our podcast, but my entire life, like I grew up watching shows like that and getting really excited about whatever the new thing was they were trying to share about weight loss. Cause I was always trying to lose weight and whether it was the today show or Dr. Oz, you know, cause I used to believe in him and all of this stuff. And I got so much misinformation. And the reality is they need something new to say. They can't just come on every day. I mean, how long has the Today Show been on? They're trying to fill up two, three hour segments every day for generations. They can't just keep coming on and talking about moderation, right? Mm -hmm. People are going to be like, heard that before. Frankly, that'd be great. (laughs) Everybody needs to hear that more. But they constantly need to find these like, and I'm putting this in air quotes, new solutions when there's not any, there's Mm -hmm. not any. And it's really it does so much damage and it does so much damage because it gets people on this wild goose chase of like, oh, maybe I need that pill or I need to try Al's like new low carb protocol or whatever it is. Like it's this constant chasing of this new thing that you think is out there when really it's the old thing, which I'm super excited to hear Mindy Kaling is talking about of moderation. Yes. And calorie deficit, by the way, like the common denominator with all of those diets, when people are losing weight, it's a calorie deficit. It's a calorie and, deficit, no matter how that- you dress it up. That's right. Doesn't matter. Or how hard you make it or how um, restrictive you make it. It's still a deficit. Mars, what are your thoughts? Oh, I think it's all so sad, but it's interesting, Kim, because, you know, I'll go into the, the grocery store and that's when I see some of the sensationalist headlines and crazy diets and whatnot. I'm like, yeah, how do these people who write for the magazines or, you know, come up with content for shows, like how do they keep coming up with new ideas? So I never really like put two and two together until you said that, but it does make a lot of sense that it's like, they just need to be pumping stuff out, you know? So I'm sure that they have that, that sense of urgency, like, oh, what are we going to say today? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and that can be a little scary for sure when that's your job and, you know, you have to make sales and all of that, but, oh, it's just so it, it's so out of, I mean, I would think it's out of integrity, but maybe it's not. Maybe all they care about is their bottom line and, you know, their pocketbooks, not the, the health and the well-being of all of these poor people who are definitely going to get sucked in. But it's the whole reason why, I think it's the reason why we have an, you know, an overweight problem to begin with, because people are just on the constant yo-yo on again, off again, you know, Mm -hmm. they do these crash diets, they can't sustain them. And in the process, they really do think that they, they harm their metabolism because they go so extreme and then they rebound back the other way. And it's just, you know, this constant on and off again thing that can really do some long-term damage. So it's unfortunate. I'm so glad that I I saw the light, (laughs) you know, years ago. Yeah. Yeah. it's reckless. I think actually, I mean, it's irresponsible and reckless and shameful. Really. I I have such a hard time with some of these programs that are being pushed to people and arguably the ones that are the most vulnerable, the ones who have had so many struggles and who do feel this desperation where they will do and try anything. And for those people, they are being sold a bill of lies and it's really sort of tragic. 
It's mm-hmm. absolutely tragic. And I was caught up in that for so long. And I honestly remember thinking like, well, this has got to be real because a doctor is saying it. Like I'm reading Woman's Day magazine. And then this doctor is saying that like, if I do this crazy thing, I can lose 30 pounds before the next holiday, which by the way is like 27 days away. But apparently I can lose 30 pounds by then. And like, I really like that appeal to authority is so prevalent in all of these things. And it gets people, it got me, it got me for years. Like if a doctor is saying it, clearly that's how it works. And that's just not the case. That's not the case. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, well, and I think it's interesting too, though, because what a lot of people don't know when they see a doctor as authority, whether it's, you know, Dr. Oz online or uh, even the doctor that they go to. And those physicians only have, what is it like a couple of hour, whatever it is. Um, yeah. Of nutrition education when they go through their training. So yeah, it's almost like you can't fault them too much, but they should stay in their lane. Yes. And people think that doctor's lane is nutrition. Mm-hmm. People really think that doctor's lane is nutrition when in reality, very few doctors have, have additional nutrition training. They have very little nutrition training. Yeah. When it comes, especially to things like weight management, mm-hmm. um, I'm not talking about diseases. I'm talking about like weight management. They have very little in the way of, of nutrition training. So Katie, let's talk about, um, let's talk about 75 hard. Cause that's where our discussion started last week about this. <laughs> What's got to be in your bonnet about 75 hard. Tell us. <laughs> I love that. I love that. So I actually went and looked it up again before we had this conversation because I wanted to make sure I wasn't misrepresenting it. And to be fair, when you go on, it is not a weight loss protocol or even fitness. It is a mental toughness program. That's how Andy. Yeah, Pistella- they say that, but then they tell yes. you to take progress pictures every day. So yes, come on, do. guys. So <laughs> I, you know, I, I want to just be completely transparent and fair when I'm talking about this because that is an interesting angle, right? Where they're like, "This is, you know, this is mental toughness," and I think the, the my first issue with that is most of us. I, at least most of us in my experience, most of the clients I've connected with do not need more mental toughness. If anything, they probably need to give themselves a break a little bit. And so throwing a program like this on top of somebody who's already possibly raising children, or let's say has a full-time job, or is you know it going through menopause, or is taking care of an aging parent, or is living life in a really stressful state anyway, to add these additional parameters, and I'm gonna tell you them in one second, is just going to um, destroy them physically, emotionally, mentally. And so your mental toughness is really just gonna cause you to crumble on a, in a variety of ways. Here are the things that are outlined in the program um, in order to complete 75 hard, which is 75 days straight. Okay, so you need to follow a diet strictly, any diet of your choice. So it can be keto, it can be a set macros, it can be Weight Watchers, whatever your diet is, you're following it and you are not having an off day. Uh, You need to work out twice a day for 45 minutes each time. One of those times needs to be outside. Doesn't matter if it's raining, you have to be outside. Drink a gallon of water. Um, Progress pictures every day, reading 10 pages of a book and no alcohol. If any of these things, if any of these boxes are not checked, you start over again at day one. And you go for, of course, 75 days. So this feels, this is, this is an all or nothing approach. And it's like absolutely relentless. It's pulling every single lever there is at once. And 
I, I don't want to keep, I don't want to, I don't want to just get too carried away with this, Kim, if you kind of want to stop. Well, the here's the thing that the part that really bothers me about this particular program is the part of if you mess up on any one of these things on any one day, you have to start back at one, like you're oh. back at day one. And that really irks me because that's literally not how life works. That's <laughs> not how life works, guys. It's not like all of your hard work is gone to pot. If like, you don't, if you miss one work, one workout of two a day workouts on day 67 of 75 right. days, you have to start back at the beginning. So does that mean nothing you've done counts? Like you don't get any of the benefits from that. That is such a damaging um, mindset Mental. Yeah. to teach a person, right? It actually, it's the thing I'm, one of the things I really work on helping people undo in their brains, just because you mess up or oversleep or overeat or whatever it is, a time or two, or however many times it is, it does not negate all of the other effort you've put in, nor does it negate the fact that you've worked really hard to build this habit because you have this like misstep or however we want to phrase that. That's not how it works. And so drilling this mentality into people, like you have to start over, like you're on playing a game of shoots and ladders that really grinds my gears. No, that punitive component, I think is extremely dangerous because so many of us are already really hard on ourselves about things. And so to to add a punishment on top of all of this, I think, not to mention the fact that if you're doing this for like over and over and over again, how many, like suddenly your 75 hard turns into like on and off for maybe 365, like what then, what happened? Like, where are you mentally, physically, physiologically at the end of months and months of attempting something like this. And we talk about this sometimes with a calorie deficit where it's like, are you in a calorie deficit or are you in a perceived calorie deficit? Because both are equally hard. Right. So mm -hmm. make sure you're actually, you know, doing what you need to be doing. Um, and, and I think then at the end, when you do, let's say you do finish, where does that put you? Like, are you, you are more likely to just give back all of these gains really quickly. If you've, if you've got no, bandwidth left. And even if you are, let's just say in a position where you can like stair step your way down little by little, try like a reverse diet of sorts, you're still really in a vulnerable place after pulling all those levers at once. You have nothing left to pull. So it's not like you can just sort of phase in and out of the next thing that might be beneficial for your body because you've done them all. You're at yeah, the well, end. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you just brought to mind, um, another diet that I was not considering, but when we were talking about this, it brought to mind whole 30 because I know so mm -hmm. many people who come to me have done unending attempts at whole 30. Cause it's the same idea as if you mess up on any of their guidelines over the course of the 30 days, you have to start your count back at one. And so mm -hmm. I would talk to so many people and they're like, I, I never quite got through, or I'm doing another round. Cause I, you know, I gave up last time cause I couldn't get through 30 days. And again, it's just one of those things like guys, you don't have to be perfect at something for X number of days, weeks, months for mm -hmm. it to count. And in fact, I, I literally go the opposite way with all the clients I work with, with my course members. The, the thing we talk about is practice. Like you're going to practice all these things. And I do not expect you any guideline I give you. I do not expect you to hit it hundred percent. What we're working on is you practicing these things. And over time, your skills are going to get so good that eventually you're going to be able to like walk most days. You're going to be able to hit your calories most of the time. You're going to be able to hit your protein target most of the time. And at no time do you have to do it perfectly. And you're just going to get so much better at it and allowing people the space to practice, which means by definition, they're not doing it perfectly. It mm -hmm. really allows them to just keep going rather than constantly giving up and being like, I messed up again. 
Mm -hmm. Well, and also not giving any wriggle room for it not having to be like the full thing. So, okay, if you can't get the, uh, the 45 minute second workout in, like 30 minutes is better than nothing, that kind of thing. Right. So it's like, yeah, which really does, like you were saying earlier, play into the all or nothing. So there's no, there's no flexibility there when something does get in the way. And that's the other thing that I really don't like about it. Now that I'm thinking, you know, especially 75 hard because, and I, I guess I do get it. Like they need to have those like guidelines in place. Like I understand logically, but still it breeds a very, you know, disordered mindset, um, but like, let's be honest, life happens, it gets in the way. So what if there is an actual emergency with your kid or your family or at work and you legitimately like cannot do the thing? Well, now you're punished because of something that is completely out of your control. Like that is just uh, not okay. Yeah. It's not it doesn't okay. allow you to train for life. I mean, it's like boot camp oh. training, like army boot camp training, which that's not life for most of us. I mean, we, again, we, we need to survive based on all of the stressors impacting our lives all the time outside of the ones that are in this mental toughness program. Um, and, and if you are not making, if you're only making space for this, what are you letting go of on the other side too? That's the other question you have to ask yourself. What are you sacrificing in order to hit all of these things in this, in this program? If it is something that's actually really important for you for, you know, whatever reason. Well, and then also like, what do you, what do you do at the end? Okay. 75 days is up. I'm sure people are like, now what? It's almost like the idea of a meal plan. So mm -hmm. you're not teaching people how to really think for themselves or be flexible and uh, yeah, have something that is sustainable. So I'm really curious once people go off the 75 hard or really whatever it is, I'm just using that one as an example, like, do they have the knowledge to know how to make this something that they can do forever. Yeah. And that's or, and my big beef with a lot out? of people. Are they, are they also so burned out that they just go back to their old ways? Yeah. Like, screw, screw this health and fitness stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And Marcy, that's one of my big beefs with a lot of these programs, especially ones that give people food to eat. Um, is like, what do you do when you're not getting that food? And, you know, I did that with Nutrisystem back in the day. I don't think it's the worst diet out there, but it's certainly not the best because um, the problem I had, which is you finish it, right? And then what do you do then? Like I didn't learn anything. I had no clue how to put together a meal for myself that would even maintain my weight, let alone help me continue losing weight. Um, and that's why this next diet is really top of my list of ones that I just do not like. And that is Optavia. I really, I have such <laughs> disdain for this diet. And in saying this, I have a dear friend who sells it and does well enough with it that she like, I'll see her social media posts. I just don't comment on any of them. That's I'm thinking like my friendship with this person is important to me. I've known her since I was six. So I just don't comment on any of her stuff on Facebook, but she'll like fly to conferences and be on their big main stage teaching thousands of people in this company. And um, so I know she's doing very well at it. She lost over a hundred pounds. And if you're like, wow, I want to do it then. Like she lost hundred pounds. Here's the thing. Anyone else I know who's done this diet, anyone else I know has gained all their weight back because they do not teach you how to sustain weight loss without their product. So it's a product that they, you had to buy their food. It's very expensive food. I have a lot of problems with it. One of the posts I made recently was about the idea of how I used to really think it was important to have like small meals. Like how can I make a 250 calorie salad? Right. And like, I thought I was being super helpful four years ago, putting up recipes for that. 
That's nonsense, guys. You shouldn't be eating a 250 calorie meal. That's not Mm -hmm. enough food. You don't get to the point of satisfaction so that then you can go several hours without eating, which is important Mm -hmm. because when we look, could you lose weight doing that? Yes, many people have. The problem is you have this gnawing sense of hunger and of never feeling satisfied. And at some point, almost everybody breaks under those situations Mm -hmm. and how different it is to actually get your body to the point of, I eat enough food that I actually feel satisfied. And you can't do that when you're eating a lot of these mini meals. So it's this program, they have different ones, but their most popular one, you eat these little mini meals for five meals. And when I say mini guys, they're so small. It's like a quarter of a granola bar type size of something Mm -hmm. like I did their sister program Metafast and they're like, their bars were like this big, like that would be my meal, right? Like that was my whole meal. It was so tiny or I'd get this pancake and no one else can see, but it's like this little silver dollar type pancake. And that was my breakfast. And I didn't eat again for a couple hours till I got the next little tiny meal. And again, that wasn't Optavia. That was Metafast, which is their sister company. Same kind of thing, except Optavia has like these habits of health they teach you. Um, which, you know, I've looked into them because I'm like, maybe they're really going to bridge that gap of like, we feed you this food and we teach you how to move on in the future, which is what they say they do. But I don't actually see them doing that because even on their follow-up programs, when you've lost the weight, they still have you for many months eating several of their fuelings per day. So Mm -hmm. you're relying on this company permanently for this food because that's their model. Like they're a multi-level marketing company. One of the other beefs I have with these companies is who are their coaches? Like we have put tons of time, ladies, into getting educated and learning to be able to coach people. These people, their main qualification is that they lost weight using these products. And then they get some training about how to sell people these products. And all of a sudden they're a coach. I really have a hard time with that, that somebody out there is giving diet advice with such little knowledge Mm -hmm. of, of anything like the mental factors that go into it. The physical, you know, they also, and I'm, I have so much to say about this diet. Cause if you guys, you guys really don't see these ads, it's shocking to me on Instagram. I don't know how you don't see them. They'll like constantly, like their MLM leaders will post, like lose 30 weight by, and they'll name some date. That's really soon. 4th of July. Like right now, I bet there's one out there that says lose 30 pounds or 20 pounds by the 4th of July. I kid you not that soon. And they always say no exercise needed. They always push the fact that you don't have to exercise as though that is a plus. Yeah. As though that is somehow beneficial. It's yeah. not beneficial. We want people to exercise. Mm-hmm. I need to take a any, breath. Any so on the heels of that, Kim, what gets me fired up is any program or any coach for that matter out there that is not working to coach themselves out of a job is not working for you. So you should be looking for somebody who is educating you along the way and telling you everything that they're you're doing or they're prescribing to you for a reason. And then how you can reverse out of it again yourself. And Kim, I know that that's what your program is about. Marcy, I know you are all about education too. And I felt that same way. Even when I did custom macro counts and I haven't done them for a while, uh, the feedback I would get was insane because my custom macro count came with like 10 pages of personalized information based on an hour long conversation I would have with somebody about their challenges, their deficits. And then I would piece education together and send that with them. So when they were wondering why they were doing a certain thing in the reverse diet or in the in the deficit, they would they could go to that article and be, oh yeah, this is what this is connecting the dots for me. So they're empowered to go on and do it themselves. And I and I think that there's not a lot of coaches out there that really make that a priority because that's not what people who are 
helping you create a business plan are, want you to do, right? They want you to keep people and coming back and giving them reason to come back to you. And that's what all of these MLM brands are about, right? It's about right. sustaining customers, but looking to find a coach that will raise their hand and say, yes, my goal is to coach myself right out of your world because you've got this yourself. That's what you should be looking for if you're trying to find help. Absolutely. Like somebody who's trying to like mostly sell you on education. Like I want the people who I teach what I want to teach the people who I coach, I want to teach them. Not just like this is, this is the numbers you need to lose weight and here's where they come from. And here's the habits you need to build to maintain this long-term. And here's what you do. Like that piece of education is so important, not just like eat these 10 foods. Right. And everybody wants that. And I will tell you, I put content out like that and I'm going to put some out this week, like food you should eat to lose weight. Cause everybody wants that. Right. Everybody wants to, everyone thinks that the question they need answered is what should I eat to lose weight? That's what everyone thinks they want to know. And I do tell people that because I know they want to know it, but I could give you guys lists from here to eternity and you still wouldn't necessarily lose weight because there's just so much more to know. And mm -hmm. any company product coach that is just saying, if you eat these things and lose weight, and that's all they have to offer you, you're not going to end up where you want, which is permanent weight loss. Like you're not going to be able to get there ever. Mm -hmm. You also don't know how to put those foods together or how much of it you need. Like, oh yeah, here, eat these foods. They're great for weight loss. Well, you know, it's going to be much different if you were a 200 pound person versus you were a 130 pound person who has the last five pounds to lose. So mm -hmm. yes, it is helpful. I get it, but there does need to be more education. And it's interesting because on Instagram, um, I saw a post come up today from a very successful business coach. She's like, if you want to scale your online coaching business, you need to have one program marketed to like, you know, your ideal client and everybody should be getting the same program. So the same workout, the same set of habits, and all you are there for is accountability. Now, don't get me wrong. There are some people who thrive on accountability. They can do the thing and check the boxes and be good. So Yes, maybe that does work for a handful of people, but the majority of clients I work with, that is not the case. And also everybody is so unique and individual. They have different preferences. They have different lifestyles. They have different schedules. And I'm sorry, but like and certain people need different habits. So I'm not just going to put each person into a square box. Like that would not be a good fit. So you really do have to cater the program to the likes and the needs of that person and meet them where they are. And then, you know, shift the habits if needed, scale the habits if needed, remove one, add one. What, and I, you know, I'm talking about habits here, but you know, that goes for exercise. It goes for, um, you know, calories, like that kind of thing too. So it's an ever evolving process. And that's why coaching is so beneficial. That's such mm -hmm. a great point, Marcy, because yeah, I have some clients who come to me and they're ready to hit the ground running with like, let's have a calorie target and a protein target and a step target and three times a week workouts. And I give lots of people that structure. I have had other clients come to me and they feel so discouraged with weight loss and they have so much to lose and they've tried and failed so many times. So like, I literally give them one habit and I help them pick it. And we talk about like, where are they at now? Like, what does my nutrition look like now? What's the hardest thing for me? What feels like an easy step for me? And then we have together, have them pick. And I've absolutely worked with clients who their only goal, the first like a couple of weeks that we worked together was I'm going to reduce the amount of soda I drink. 
Like mm -hmm. I'm going to reduce the amount of soda and I'm going to start taking X number of steps, which is a really small amount. Like I'm going to start getting 3000 steps a day and I'm going to drink three sodas a day instead of six sodas a day. Like that absolutely has been a plan for a client of mine. Mm -hmm. And those, that, those two could not have been interchanged. I could not have given mm -hmm. that client, like here are your calories, here's your steps, here's your protein. Let's go hit those things. It wouldn't have happened. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You have to meet people where they are. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And a lot of these type of programs that we're talking about, like, don't do that because it's, this is the program and you have to mold to it. And mm -hmm. plenty of people feel jazzed up enough to try that, which is mm -hmm. why these programs, like they get bought and then unused really quickly after, because it's, they're just not in a place to check all of those boxes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If, if the program that's being sold to you requires any sort of pill or food or product or shake or cleanse or anything that you have to buy from them. That to me, that's red flag number one. A hundred percent. I mean, that's, that's, I, I would just walk away from anything that, that says that. And I mean, even a, a diet. So I want, I want to talk, we talk about whole 30 for just one second here, Kim, Yeah. you touched on that um, and compared it to 75 hard and whole 30 um, is something that I did years ago. And I've still followed Melissa Hardwick, who's the creator of it for the last 10, 12 years. And she's evolved quite a bit in her stance on it, actually. And I've appreciated following her and watching her because I think she's um, softened quite a bit. And actually, it's really not so much a diet as it is an elimination protocol. So it's an opportunity for someone to understand how foods are affecting them. And once they do that after 30 days, uh, she gives like tools to stair step you back out and put start um, reintroducing foods and see how you feel and and continue on your merry way. So it's I mean it's it can work as a diet in in the sense that it, you'll absolutely achieve a calorie deficit when you cut out a whole group of foods like absolutely, but it's not meant to be long-term. And then there is some structure on how to weave lifestyle back into it again. So I mean. I don't know if I would even call that a diet, but I think a lot of people take food protocol or food eliminations and treat them like diets. And to me, that's another red flag, like mm -hmm. protocols and eliminations for things like gut health or allergies or something like that should not be treated as diets. And it's just something that I think a lot of people are starting to do recently. I'm seeing. Yeah. So. And I would say, I have to say, I don't follow Melissa Hartwig. I haven't kept up with her, but a couple of years back, I looked into what her site was promoting. It's been a while. Maybe she's changed since then. Excuse me. Um, but even though it specifically say like this isn't for weight loss, there was still like weight loss promotion all around it. And mm -hmm. absolutely people went into it with that goal, right? So they're totally. like, I sure did what I'm doing it for, right? And maybe her language around it and sales around it has completely changed, but certainly a couple of years ago, it was still very much like almost like backdoor weight loss. Like we're not, it's mm -hmm. not weight loss, but you can use this to lose weight. Um, I also have a real hard time with people choosing to do an elimination diet for no particular reason like that. Like why would a person need to just like do a whole 30? A lot of people are just like, oh, this is probably what I need when they have weight loss in their mind. So mm -hmm. I see well, that. I think if somebody's going to do a new, a, an elimination diet, they should have a very specific reason. Like what is the point? Like why am I doing this? And they need to have a nutritionist, not a nutritionist, a registered dietitian, like guiding them through that. Like, what is mm -hmm. the point of this? Mm -hmm. um, and I think for the general population, it's just not a needed thing. Generally. I, I did Whole30. I want to say it was maybe ugh, like 
2012, 2012, yeah. Um, and I did it for my autoimmune disease to see if it would like help clear up some of the issues that I was dealing with, with my, my psoriasis and it didn't. Uh, and like, I'm a very disciplined person. So things like that are not super hard for me. And for the most part, you know, I was easy or I was able to stick to the plan, but I, I will never forget where I was. I was on a walk. I remember where I was on the walk and all I could think about, I was literally counting down the days in my head until I could have stevia and my coffee again. And I'm like, I don't think that like stevia and my coffee is like making or breaking my progress here. Now I get it because whole 30, like, yes, use it to uncover any food sensitivities that you might have because it does eliminate the most common allergens. So gluten, dairy, soy, that kind of stuff. Like I, I understand that. Um, however, I also feel like it breeds a very disordered relationship with food. And I don't know if things have changed because I like definitely felt a certain way about that diet. And I really have not, you know, looked into it in years and years. I do still follow Melissa. Um, so I see some of her content. I have seen her softening a little bit, but the thing that I had issue with that is, and again, I get it because you can't have loopholes, right? It's like, okay, you have to eliminate sugar because the other part of the protocol is to kind of like resensitize your palate, I guess, so that you're not constantly craving sugar. So if I'm eliminating it, then maybe I don't have these sugar cravings, which we kind of know, you know, can, can backfire like it did for me. Like all I could think about was stevia. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, so yes, but like at the same time, you couldn't have like the, the sugar that your bacon was cured in. Right. right. So, or, or, ketchup that, or, something. Yeah. or ketchup. It's like that level of like neuroticism mm -hmm. is just crazy to me. Um, it's there was not, it's not one, healthy. No, no. And, then, and and yeah, to be and to like sort of follow up on this and as far as products and stuff, she has an, an extensive line of Whole30 products now that you can buy that will not have these things in them. So, you know, I think it's just buyer beware. I think you mm -hmm. have to be if it seem if it doesn't sit well with you or if any of these things seem a little gimmicky, they are. Um, and, and I feel like I'm somebody who can look at something from a bird's eye view and be like, okay, I'm going to take that. And I'm not going to, and I'm going to leave that. And that works for me. I think I've been kind of in this, this has been in my orbit long enough that I feel really confident with, with taking things that she has in her program, because I, I do appreciate them. I like them and leaving the ones that, like you said, Marcy are just like neurotic, um, for me. And not everybody has that though. And so I think just my, you know, at the end of the day, my point is if you, are, don't feel confident in being able to like see what snake oil, what smoke and mirrors and what isn't, you got to send a DM to a coach or someone who you trust or someone, someone like the three of us. And if we can't help you, we can definitely direct you to somebody who could, um, because it, it's just, there's so many people who are out there with their hand out, trying to prey on the most vulnerable who are already just feeling so much despair. And it's really, really easy to throw your money at a problem if, mm -hmm. if you feel like that's the only option. Yeah. And then we, we get it. Like, you know, the sense of urgency for people can be really, really real and they're desperate and they're willing to do yeah. whatever it takes. But you have to ask yourself, like, you know, is this the first time that I've done something like this? No, probably not. And if it didn't work that time, then likely it's not going to work this time as well. So, you know, really slow is fast in the long run because- 
you're going to be able to develop the habits, hopefully the mindset as well, to turn this into a lifestyle that you can sustain for the rest of your life, not always having to be on again and off again, trying to learn some new protocol. And like, let's be honest, being miserable in the process, like who mm. really enjoys doing this stuff? No, no one, right. like if you do, you're lying to yourself. Yeah. So yeah. Katie, you, you said a phrase that, um, sticks out to me, which is talking about people. Um, they're always, I can't remember exactly how you said it, looking for money from people who are vulnerable. Mm. One of the populations who is being particularly preyed upon right now is my population, the menopausal, perimenopausal woman. Like there are a lot of us and we have, um, we have brought attention to the fact that there are a lot of us and that, you know, we're at the stage of life where we have some discretionary income and wow, our marketers coming for perimenopausal and menopausal women, women in all kinds of, in all kinds of ways, but certainly in the diet and weight loss realm. And there are several diets out there that are heavily marketed specifically to uh, perimenopausal and menopausal women. I debated about whether I was going to name this one by name and I'm not, I decided because if anybody DMs me, I'll tell you, um, but uh, a particular diet the creator is, has a very large following on TikTok and I made a TikTok. She made a statement about how you didn't need a calorie deficit to lose visceral fat. And I was like, that's literally not true. That's not how that works. <laughs> and so I stitched her back and was talking about how like, Hey, like eating more fiber. Amazing. I think it was like eating more fiber, walking. This happened in November, a couple of really good things that you can do. But basically she was saying you do these things instead of a calorie deficit. And I'm like, well, that's not how it works. And um, it ended up with her followers harassing me for months. And I finally had to leave TikTok because it went, it was, it was vicious. Um, so I'm not going to name, but she owns a diet company that is specific to menopausal women. And the diet itself, I really take issue with. It is incredibly restrictive. It is a combination of intermittent fasting and super low carb. You can't quite call it keto. It's like 10% carbs but it's almost keto and intermittent fasting. Like if we're talking about like restrictive, like mm. it's really, it's incredibly restrictive. Like the only grain that's on there is quinoa, which she counts as protein. So there's diet misinformation. Quinoa, not a protein source, not, like, a, not a protein source. I did the math this morning. Cause like people will often say, put quinoa under protein and it drives me nuts. There is some mm -hmm. protein in quinoa, just like there's some protein in broccoli. You mm -hmm. can't use it as a main protein source simply from a calorie and like realistic, like you're not going to get all your, pro your protein. So I did this morning. I'm like, I, I didn't remember the number. So I looked into it. Okay. To get 30 grams of protein from quinoa, which is a good amount to aim for, for a meal, 30 grams of protein from quinoa, you would need to eat 3.7 cups, which first of all, who I like a lot of grains and I don't want to eat 3.7 cups of any grain at a particular <laughs> meal. And you know how much that would cost you calories? 821. Oh my gosh. Uh, nobody's losing weight eating 821 calories of quinoa, right? It's like butter. <laughs> right? It's like having, have you guys heard the expression, having the martini for the olives? Yes. Exactly. Oh, that's it's it. like have, that's exactly it. So she counts like on her site talking like you can't count quinoa as a protein. So again, I feel like this is something she's a doctor, the person mm -hmm. who put this program together. So I feel like there's a lot of nutrition misinformation in the program itself. Like I said, it's also highly restrictive, restricting your carbs. It's like, you can have just quinoa and like berries are the fruits. So like what's wrong with all the other fruits guys, you, any diet that tells you that you shouldn't be eating apples and bananas and things. I have a problem with that. That's mm. highly restrictive. Um, 
no gluten, no sugar. Again, unless you have celiac disease, like there's no reason for you to be off of gluten. There's no reason to ban sugar. And I would say it usually backfires to go so restrictive like this. This is a forever diet, Kim. Like she's suggesting that people do this forever and ever till they die. Uh, I'm not sure if she said for weight loss, for definitely for the part of time that you're in a deficit, like this is what you need to do. So does she talk about after? Like what happens um, after you've lost weight? I don't know if she does. I know somebody who knows her personally and she does eat this way. Like this woman eats. See, that's my thought. I think she might be someone who is like, this is my lifestyle. I've turned this into my lifestyle. And I mean, here's the, if if that's a lifestyle that's appealing to you, 1200 calories a day and no grains and no sugar, you can certainly be lean. Absolutely. But absolutely. Is it how a person wants to eat? I don't know anybody. Look, I've worked with hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of perimenopausal women. None of them want to live like this. Like who wants to be gluten-free and sugar-free and not be able to eat whatever fruit you want. Do you want to be able to go to a picnic this summer and like eat watermelon or be terrified and be like, I can't eat the watermelon. It's crazy talk. Like, like I want to be able to like, go get some nice strawberries and eat them. And there's zero reason you can't lose weight while eating strawberries and watermelon guys. Like it's nonsense. So Mm -hmm. I feel like it's, again, it's a program that really teaches misinformation and her program is really geared to menopausal women. And she talks about how she's like cracked the code to lose weight mm-hmm. in menopause as though it is very different as though in our stage now, we can't have these things. We can't have grains. We can't have, you know, carbs. We can't have it because we're in menopause. And one, it's not true. And two, you do hear me talking specifically. Like I have a diet and exercise program for menopausal women. And I'm very clear. The stuff I teach is the same stuff I taught when I had a 16 year old boy who was trying to get on the basketball team, right? Like I was trying to help him gain weight and I helped him do it in the same way. We manipulated his calories. We manipulated his exercise. There's nothing special. I'm not giving you special dietary guidelines because you're in menopause. The way it's special to menopausal women is we talk about all of the hurdles that you are facing in this time and how do we navigate them to help you successfully stick to the diet and exercise protocols that anybody could use. You do not need different diet and exercise protocols in menopause. And when I see a diet that is targeted towards menopausal women telling them that they do, there's another one out there. I'm also not going to name this one because he was vicious to a friend of mine recently. And his is all about finding your hormone type in menopause. Oh once you figure out what your hormone type is, Marcy, you know this person, I'll tell you him after. Once you know your hormone type in menopause, you can then have your special diet for it. This oh. is nonsense, ladies. Anybody yeah. saying this stuff does not deserve your attention. It is nonsense. There's a blood type, I, a diet too, yes. I've seen from time to time. Same, same with that. Yeah. yeah. It's very predatory and it's just, frankly, it's misinformation. Like you mm-hmm. don't need it. You do not need it. Oh, I need man. to take a breath. Uh, <laughs> we worked up, ladies. All of us, I think. Oh. I, I mean, and I, and the, the thing about uh, these diets is like, there are different ways to make achieving a calorie deficit easier for you based on your preferences, based on your lifestyle. This is why things like intermittent fasting can be okay for some people, but yes. they are not a blanket cure-all for everyone in menopause. And, and, and think that's the problem when they start Absolutely. slapping these labels because there is nothing inherently wrong with anything, okay? Again, especially if you have restrictions or you know gut health concerns or a lifestyle that doesn't lend itself to having breakfast and that works well for you. Like whatever works well for you should be, absolutely you should stack the deck in your favor if you are trying to achieve a calorie deficit and take advantage of something. But to just go out and tell people that this is the way, the only way, 
And, and if you're not into it, then you can just continue to, to stay that same weight. It's just so evil. I, have, I mean, this is why I, I'm sweating and angry too. <laughs> yes. And to be clear, I'm so glad you said that, Katie, because I was telling you about this program. I have no problem with intermittent fasting. Intermittent fasting has been shown it can work. It is not better or worse than having a calorie deficit where you eat steadily across the day. Totally fine though. And I do have clients and, and members of my course who prefer intermittent fasting because they don't like to eat breakfast. So totally cool. You can do it. It is not required. It is not better. It is not like something, oh, this is a special magic trick for perimenopausal women. It's mm-hmm. not. And I think the other thing to consider is really asking yourself, like when you are doing it, is this working for me or am I trying to white knuckle it because I feel like I should be doing it? So I started this protocol and I don't want to stop because then I consider myself a failure when really there are like the red flags are waving in your face that this is not the right approach for you. So if you were just like so hungry trying to intermittent fast until you know noon because that's when your feeding window starts that you're drinking copious amounts of black coffee to get through that's probably you know a sign that maybe this is not for you if you like genuinely enjoy breakfast but now you feel like you can't have it because you're doing this approach like probably not the right thing for you so just make sure that what you're doing if it is you know healthy and sustainable is matching again like i said earlier your really psychological preferences and that you're not just trying to force yourself to do it because you think you should. Love that, Marcy. How about we end with just kind of highlighting these red flags again um, and we'll kind of leave it there. Let's kind of, we can all kind of chip in here. I'll start and then everybody can kind of add in. So Katie pointed out a good one. If, if a diet is requiring you to buy a certain product, that's a red flag. Does not mean anything we're saying here doesn't mean it's definitely you shouldn't do it, but it should get a lot of your antenna up. You should probably get some opinions from people you trust who um, have a lot of knowledge about weight loss and nutrition. So if there's a product you have to buy, what else you guys have? Red flags. If there's no, if there's no plan for, if there's no exit strategy. No exit strategy. That's a big one. If it doesn't, if it has certain things you have to do, no matter what your preferences are. What I think else? if it's eliminating certain foods or the demonizing certain foods. Yes. Any food group mm-hmm. that's eliminated. Again, you can do low carb. You can do keto. It's not, it doesn't work, but it's definitely worth considering and talking with somebody with, um, what was that? All or nothing, like all or nothing approach. So all or nothing approach. That's a big one. Start over at day start one. Up. Yeah. The, anything punitive, definitely. anything punitive, anything you have to start over. I think we got them. I think we got all yeah. the ones we covered today. Good yeah. stuff, ladies. Love yeah. it. I'm going to need to go take a nap. Now you see us fired up. (laughs) Or maybe I need to go outside and go for a nice walk. All right. This was awesome. Great chat, ladies. Thanks so much for being here. If you have any questions about the things you've heard us talking about here today, DM any one of us and we can, we can chat with you further about it and point you in the right direction. All right. Thanks. Thanks everyone. Bye. 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 Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Decades of Strength podcast. If you liked this, if it was helpful for you, it would mean the world to us if you left a rating and review wherever you're listening. It really does help our work get in front of more people. Thanks so much for being here with you and we'll see you again next week.